0: Joe Biden is breaking the Constitution and falling upstairs again. The television so- show South Park is rocking the internet this week, and one of the strangest couples in America celebrates a milestone. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, well, let's hit up Joe Biden, and the guy is just. All these guys ever do is talk about systemic racism. That's all the Biden administration talks about. Systemic racism, systemic racism, how we are a systemically racist country, blah, 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 blah. But you know something? He's the one that's actually implementing systemic racism. So last Friday, in a very controversial executive order which shouldn't be that big of a surprise, Joe Biden signed the bill, um, executive order on further advancing racial equity and support for underserved communities through the federal government. Now, it's a rather long bill. I, I'm not going to go over it. I'm just going to give you kind of a, a quick source of this. One, it's basically saying that all of the bureaucracies in the government are to do an assessment, an equity assessment of their of their departments, of their bureaucracies, and fix whatever lack of equity they might have. In other words <coughs> if you do not have enough black people, you need to start putting more black people in there. If you don't have enough trans people, you need to put all more trans people in there. If you have too many white people, you need to get rid of those white people. Especially those straight white men because they are just evil. Loans, things like that. Business loans, again, going to go to the equi- Going to go to the people that would show equity within those loans. They have a they have a bunch of things here. Um, launches a new annual process to strengthen racial equity and support the underserved communities. In other words. Let's take a look at, quote, underserved communities and just give them the money. It empowers federal equity leaders. That's awesome. That means we get more worthless people, people that are just looking for a problem, basically creating a new, (coughs) basically creating a bureaucracy to analyze the bureaucracies. Strengthens community partnerships and engagement invest in underserved communities again more money to communities that are not white or straight improves economic opportunity in rural and urban communities uh, not really sure I think that is almost what they just said addresses emerging civil rights risks so here this is going to be kind of a, an attack on the police especially so how do you how do you if the local police department kills a black man, doesn't matter if the five black men killed, five pol- black police officers killed that black man, well, then the government is giving themselves the rights to go in there and take over the police departments. And they do that. Promotes data equity and transparency, which is the biggest load of crap coming from this administration I've ever heard. They have been anything but transparent. They'll be working with the Department of Agriculture, Department of Housing and Urban Development, Department of Transportation, Department of the Treasury, uh, NASA, Department of State, uh, U.S. Agency for International Development. In other words, Department of Veteran Affairs. So in other words, this equity critical race theory crap has now been signed into law by Joe Biden through executive fiat and everyone's thrilled about it. And of course, this is a very controversial bill. It is probably not legal because the president of the United States just can't sign something up and say, Hey, do this now without congressional approval. But I mean, this guy's signed more executive orders than any president in history so far. So I wouldn't be shocked if he just doesn't care. By the way, if you hear all the noise, it's because we're heading into a huge storm and we've got 30 to 40 mile an hour winds right now. So everything is just shaking. It's it's amazing. Now, here's the thing. Two things are going to have to happen here. (coughs) First off, Republicans need to attack this. They need to stop this. One of the first things Kevin McCarthy should do is create a law banning this, actually recalling it, and then make Democrats, make the Democrats actually vote on it. Okay? Because this can't be legal. If that doesn't happen, then they sue the federal government. And you take it all the way to the Supreme Court, there is no way this is is illegal. This isn't illegal. This Probably I think I, I had read someplace it violates the thirteenth and fourteenth amendments. Now I haven't read the entire I haven't read the entire law, but the law basically says it's discrimination. It's legal discrimination. White people can be discriminated against. So for example, a business loan, if you're a black man, God forbid if you're a black transgender woman, you are going to get all the loans and if you're a white man who needs money to start his business, good luck to you. You're not getting it. So, I mean, we, we continue. He continues to do this crap. It's all, it's all divisive. None of it's legal. And this doesn't even include the fact that the guy was walking upstairs on Air Force One yesterday, last night, and fell again. This guy is so worthless. He really just needs to get out of the White House. All right, now here's some fun stuff. This is about the culture. There's something you have to do. you have to give it to pop, you have to give pop culture. They know what's going to happen in the future. Usually the funnier the show, the closer to reality the story ends up being. Let's not forget. it was The Simpsons that predicted 15 years before Donald Trump became president, That Donald Trump was going to become president. It was the Simpsons that did this. South Park is another show. That makes fun of the culture. Especially the stupid parts of the culture. And is usually able to call out. What's going to happen in the future. There was a clip that went viral online. Of a South Park episode. Where Mr. Garrison. uh, Gets a sex change doesn't have a period and thinks that that's because he got pregnant and so now he's trying to get an abortion. Now just listen to this clip and remember I want you to remember something this clip was filmed in 2005 right almost 20 years ago so let's listen to this clip I mean it was all over Twitter I'm sure you saw it if you have Twitter.
1: You here for an abortion, too? Yeah, I discovered a few days ago I wasn't bleeding out my coo, so I guess I'm knocked up. Is this doctor any good? Mrs. Garrison? Oh, that's me. Hello, doctor. It looks like I need an abortion. An abortion? Yeah, I've got one growing inside me. Now, you are going to scramble its brains or just vacuum it out? If you want, you can just scramble it and I'll queef it out myself. Mr. Garrison. Mrs. Garrison. Mrs. Garrison, you can't have an abortion. Don't you tell me what I can and can't do with my body! A woman has a right to choose! No, I mean you're physically unable to have an abortion because you can't get pregnant. But I missed my period. You can't have periods either. You had a sex change, Mr. Garrison, but you don't have ovaries or a womb. You don't produce eggs. You mean... I'll never know what it feels like to have a baby growing inside me and then scramble its brains and vacuum it out. That's right. But I paid $5,000 to be a woman. This would mean I'm not really a woman. It's, I'm, just a, I'm just a guy with a
0: mutilated penis.
1: Basically, yes. Oh,
0: boy, do I feel like a jackass. Okay, everything. Now, let, let's, let's catch you up. So, this character, if you don't watch... Now, I am a huge... Huge fan of South Park. I always have been. Uh, I remember this episode years ago. This wasn't the first time I've seen this episode. So, Mr. Garrison is a grade school teacher. He teaches the boys of South Park. Now, at first, he started out to be a straight man. No one believed he was a straight man because of the way he acted and the way he talked. Then he became a gay man. Then he became a trans woman who liked men he actually had the surgery and he he had um he had surgery the bottom surgery he added boobs things like this which means he was basically uh, he was just still a gay man then he began to like women and became a lesbian and started having sex with women which basically means he's a straight man and then for Somehow, I don't know, I, I can't remember the actual episode, he had his penis reattached and became back went back into being a straight man. This clip went viral, and obviously you can tell why, because it is 15, 17 years ago, these guys came up with this crap. And everything that's happening, that's exactly what is happening today. It was just an amazing, it is an amazing clip. Now, speaking of, <coughs> speaking of South Park, um, you know if you're gonna play stupid games, you're gonna win stupid prizes. I never talk about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle for a reason. Uh, they are stupid. They're woke. They're boring, and they're or they were anyway part of the royal family in England. We won a war against England, so we can make fun of the royal family. Or simply not pay attention to them. The problem is, these guys are so pathetic. They're interesting to watch. They're interesting to see what kind of stupid crap they do. So, especially Prince Harry. Prince Harry is the most privileged guy in the world. And and this guy comes out and acts like an ass. Yells at his family all the time. Now, I'm glad he served in Iraq. That's fine. But the guy's been on drugs. The guy drank too much. The guy wore a Nazi uniform once for a Halloween party. So, this is not the brightest tool, uh, the brightest bulb. So, anyway, according to who is this that's doing this? According to Fox News, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry like to think they're just regular people. You know, you and me trying to figure out a way through the minefield of life we know this simply because they are honored at the recent ripple of hope award gala which they picked up for racism within the royal family no less harry produced this lame joke that he and megan were having a date night as with two children this was an opportunity to get out and enjoy each other's company they laughed like a drain within the audience this came off as a pre-rehearsed and badly executed plot to show Harry and Megan's fun playful side and how we have missed that from Harry right it flopped badly along with the fake laugh that Megan offered and was so rehearsed That's true i saw that i saw that award episode award uh, clip it was stupid they looked really bad those two are like a bad drama on CBS. Or whatever channel that stupid show Meghan Markle was on. Anyway, continuing. Things then took a turn with the U.S. chat show's kings, like Jimmy Kimmel, attacking them. And worse, making fun of the brand of Meghan and Harry. Why? Well, according to the Royal, ex-royal's team, it's hurtful and spiteful. And above all, they are not in control of it. So... Basically, these two have created a brand for themselves, okay? And one of the things in this episode of South Park, which makes fun of them, um, one of the last aspects of their brand is always victim. And that's what's so funny about the South Park episode that they made of them. So they follow the standard, well, crap, they're hypocrites. They travel the entire world on a private jet. All the time, their carbon footprint is huge. They own a twenty-five million-dollar home in Beverly Hill, in Beverly Hills, I think. It's in either Beverly Hills or Malibu. They're very well off. So, continuing, as we saw in the dreadful Netflix docu-series, Harry, if possible, is at least a better actor than Meghan, mostly in the dramatic scenes with Beyonce calling. Remember the Oscar-winning hand throw. And the now infamous text from his brother William, the way he held the phone directly to his wife, was pure theater. So why, when the fodder is campier than, late night Joan, than a late-night Joan Crawford movie, they can't laugh at the recent lampooning of them with the cult of adult comedy, South Park remains a mystery. Now, I did see this. I did see this episode. I... Uh, I, matter of fact, if you go to dumbassestalkinpolitics.com, you'll see that I didn't see it, but I did. Um, I saw it after I'd written this. It was a funny freaking episode. So these two, they look exactly like Meghan Markle and and uh, Prince Harry. Prince Harry has the flame red hair and that cheesy beard. Meghan Markle is wearing the weird hat, that she English hat that she always wears. And they are trying to find a way to not be noticed. And unfortunately for them, they're not noticed, and that makes them very upset. So what do they do? They continually protest not uh, to to keep their privacy. It is absolutely hysterical. I thought it was going to have a little bit more racism in it than it did. It didn't have any racism in it. But, I mean, it's just, these guys were screaming, were screaming for attention. And they did that through the entire 22-minute episode of South Park. Here's a, here's a bit of a clip so that you can get to enjoy it. Here, the prince and princess of Canada are talking on a talk show in Canada. And they become offended and they decide, we're going to cruise around the world to look for privacy.
2: Live from the television studios in Toronto, it's good morning, Canada. It has been several months now since our beloved queen has died. Our Canadians are finding it hard to go on. All Canadians, that is, except for our first guest, the prince and his wife. We, we want, want privacy! We, we want, want privacy! Hey, thanks for having us on the show. It's so awesome to be here, it's great. So let me start with you, sir. You've lived a life with the royal family, you've had everything handed to you, but you say your life has been hard, and now you've written all about it in your new book, Weh. Yes, that's right, friend. You see, my wife and I I are totally like you should write a book, because your family's, like, stupid, and then so are, like, journalists. So you hate journalists. That's right. And now you wrote a book that reports on the lives of the royal family. Right. So you're a journalist. We just want to be normal people. All this attention is so hard. Isn't it true, sir, that your questionable wife has her own TV show and hangs out with celebrities and does fashion magazines? What are you suggesting? Well, I just think some people might say that your Instagram-loving bitch wife actually doesn't want her privacy. How dare you, sir! My Instagram-loving bitch wife has always wanted her privacy! And you know what else? To hell with Canada! We are leaving! We'll go find some quiet place where we can be normal people! Come on, wife! We want privacy! We We want want privacy. privacy! We want privacy!
0: So then the two cruise around the world looking for privacy, which means translated in left talk, lefty talk. They're looking for attention. And they go to France. They go to India. They go to the United States. They finally land in South Park. And guess what? Nobody anywhere really gives a damn about them. It it is really funny. You know what would have helped? It probably would have maybe maybe sparked off Meghan Markle's career if she had actually volunteered to do the voice of this. Now, the Royals apparently are really upset about this. They are very, very, very upset about this. And they have decided to threaten lawsuits. Well, here's the big problem they're having. The guys at South Park, Trey Parker and... Um, I can't remember their names, but the guys at South Park's South Park basically said, oh no, we, we looked this up. We could definitely do this. They are public figures. We're allowed to make fun of them. We have a team of lawyers. Because don't forget, South Park has been sued about 5,000 times. South Park actually has a fatwa on their heads for by sent over by a believe Iran for showing a picture of uh, Muhammad." Of course, in the episodes that you have now, they don't allow Muhammad to be shown. But the fact is, they did do this. That's how crazy these guys are. They don't care. They insult everybody. So they said, go for it. I mean, we've, we've been sued thousands of times. We're, we've never lost. And we're not going to lose here. Definitely not going to lose here. That's the problem. And and by the, way, by the way, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, no matter how upset they are, they're one... By being upset, they're proving what uh, the guys at South Park are actually saying. And two, um, it shows they have absolutely zero sense of humor. They are in the public eye. They have no way to defend this lawsuit. It's not going to happen. Okay, here's a really weird story. Um, and I just heard this story this week. <coughs> In Allentown, Pennsylvania, a couple named Tony and Frances Toto celebrated their fifty-seven-year anniversary. Now, that's a long time uh, to be married, but I mean, it's not the longest time you've ever heard. So, why am I even bringing this up? Well, prepare for the weird story. According to WFMZ Channel sixty nine News, quote: The year it was nineteen it was nineteen eighty three. Tony and Frances had four kids and a pizza shop. Then Tony strayed from his marriage, and Francis found out. What happened next is like something out of a movie. Hollywood Hollywood thought so, too, turning the Toto's troubles into a feature film called I Love You to Death. While not everything in the movie was accurate, Francis did hire teenage hitmen to help her try to kill Tony five times, including failed attempts to blow up his car and attack him with a baseball bat. One night, Francis put a bottle of sleeping pills in Tony's food, and then the hitman shot him. Quote, twice, once, once in the back of my head, and one of the bullets went right through my chest, said Tony. Quote, I, Francis says, quote, I don't think I was thinking straight. It was like it was like a love-hate kind of thing. You think? <laughs> anyway, Anyway, Because of the pills, Tony's system slowed down. He was in a daze and said he didn't feel a thing, believing Francis when she told him he had the flu. After I mean, now understand something. He's got a hole in his chest. He's been hit in the back of the head. He's been drugged. And somehow this broad convinces him that he's basically just got the flu. Maybe it was COVID. I don't know. After five days, the police found out about the plot and arrested Francis and the teenage hitman. hitman. Tony spent 12 days in the hospital. First thing he did when he was discharged was bail out Francis. Quote, we both cry and say to each other, you know, from now on, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's communicate better, Tony said. Something that we should have done before, so that was... So that was what was missing, end quote. Tony and Frances said their tearful moment was a new beginning of their relationship and to help them stay on track, they got counseling. But Frances had to pay for what she did, spending four years in prison. Frances and Tony talked on the phone, talked on the phone every day. And they just celebrated their 57th anniversary. And it is 40 years since the whole account actually happened. Now, they say they don't talk about this anymore. And they did get something out of it. Uh, I don't know if they actually... It never says whether they made money off this movie or not. But you'd think they probably did. They don't talk about this publicly anymore. They say they talk forever. And Tony has said several times, I don't know if you understand what it's like to be married and... You made a mistake. He felt guilty for his mistake, for his um, for his cheating. But he said, we still love each other, and the best way we can handle this is just talk. And Frances, for her part, she said, I don't know what I was thinking back then. This whole thing was absolutely insane. So there's there's a little hope. Now, I don't know if my ex-wife tried to kill me, which she kind of did, which I don't want to really talk too much about Um, I think I'd be pretty pissed off and I think I'd be all good with a divorce but here's the reality when my ex-wife did hurt me and she didn't do it I don't think she did it on purpose but when she did hurt me a divorce was not even in the consideration I didn't even want her arrested for what she did because we were married and we needed to deal with it and we tried to talk it out and we ended up with a divorce and that was it But I understand what they're saying. You can get anything. It shouldn't be that easy to get a divorce. And there are things in the world. Now, now, again, I don't know if this is an example of where you should kind of let things be. I, I, I really don't know. I'm thinking probably not at this point. If she tried to kill you, not once, not twice, but five times, maybe you should let her go. But this is a true love story, so good for those two. Happy anniversary! Um, happy anniversary for your film, which I've never seen it. I heard it was okay. It was had a lot of big actors. It had um, Keanu Reeves in it. It had a bunch of actors. I don't know who it had <coughs> because it, I didn't really. I don't plan to watch it. But it was interesting. Okay, and no, I still haven't gotten a, uh, I still haven't gotten a sound, a song for this segment that I'm going to do. Let's listen to some of the dumbest rants on Twitter. Here's one. And this rant was so bizarre. I, I, I I honestly thought this was fake. I seriously am not even sure this is real, but if she, but she's got all the, the, Earrings in her face and everything else, and to be honest, she sounds like just the typical Gen Zer. Uh, she sounds like the typical person. Now, this woman, after running out of unemployment, finally had to get a job, and she had, oh, and the poor thing. She's really busting her ass in this job. Let's listen to her and then um, talk about it. Hey guys,
1: it's Sydney again and I finally had to get a job because employment has finally stopped sending me checks. Like I'm just no longer getting unemployment checks. They pretty much stopped sending unemployment checks to, like, everybody who was collecting them during the pandemic. So I've been really tired. Like, I have not had time to post. Like, it's just been – my job is, like, super hectic. Like, I work at a library two days a week. They were pretty much, like, one of the only places that would hire me with all of my piercings. And, like, it's such hard work to put all the books back.
0: Now, this whole thing would be actually quite funny if it weren't for the fact that it's all true – and it's happening to this entire generation. It's rather pathetic. The people in, this gen-, in gen Z, they don't want to work. And when they do have to work, they want an easy job. And they want to be catered to while they're working. They want a high salary. And they want to do the minimum. And then people like this one want to just not have to work at all. Get money from the government. This gal has been unemployed for almost three years. Three years. And then the job she gets... She bitches and moans... About how she's got to do a lot of work... Twice a week. By putting books away. Twice a week. It's just incredible. It's just incredible. And of course... Here's something wild and crazy. If you can't get a decent job because they won't hire you because of all of your piercings in your face, and let's see, I see one, two, three, four piercings, five probably piercings in your face, this is what you do. Take them out of your face. Go find yourself a regular job. This is just a real sad state of our society. And these people, which, which is really weird because if I lost my job, the last thing I'd be doing is going on social media and announcing it and talking about it and then bragging about the fact that you're only working two days a week and that it's really hard on you. This is not a thing. I mean, my gosh. Anyway, okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.